Okay, let's do it. Let's try it. I'm Alicia. And I'm Marin. And, and this, this is AM Radio. radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Hi, Alicia. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty great. Guess what I did today. What did you do? I went to the Women's March here in Ottawa. Well, that sounds like an interesting experience and a good day to do it. It was pretty exciting. It was great to see just thousands of people out there standing up for women and all people, really. It was quite exciting. Lots of enthusiasm. <laughs> What did you do today? <laughs> I took dogs for a walk. <laughs> also good stuff. Kind of like marching, really. Well, actually, it's funny because I took the dogs for a walk and I was sitting there thinking, even though I can't beat the women's marches all over the world today, I can be marching in solidarity with them with these dogs. Nothing like a good dog to stand up for what matters. <laughs> So what do we have to talk about today, Alicia? Well, as you know, yesterday was quite a a monumental day in history where... Monumental is one word for it. Yeah. Mr. Donald Trump decided to become president. So, figure maybe we should talk about him a little bit. If we have to, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What about... I think... We should give our listeners a little bit of an intro um, about us. That was a great, great idea. Let's bring some (laughs) of that forward. Okay, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Marin, as mentioned. Both of us were, slash currently are, in my case, students at Carleton University in Ottawa. You have recently graduated. I have not yet, but soon. (laughs) We met through... The Carlton Navigators, which is a Christian group and went to the same church. So what we are planning to do here is bring together those Christian voices, young women voices, progressive voices, to talk about life in Canada. (laughs) Just topics that would be hard topics, I think, and can be quite dividing amongst different people of different belief and non-belief backgrounds. Yes, often topics that have a specific stereotypical perception around them for what the Christian belief is on that, that we may or may not usually agree with, that we would like to discuss why people coming from the same worldview as us might disagree with us so fully on things, talking about (laughs) all kinds of controversial issues. The first one of those being Donald Trump. Yes, that is our first first topic. <laughs> it's, it's a light one, right? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Let's just jump into like something that's like barely controversial and like not that huge of a deal for the world, you know? And not not divisive at all, and definitely um, not concerning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unconcerning, not divisive, pretty chill, not controversial or challenging. Easy to summarize. Fear. <laughs> Easy peasy. Oh, totally. I feel like you need a PhD in this topic. 
You probably could get a PhD in this topic now. PhD in Trump studies? Yeah. Ugh, just imagine spending that much time of your life looking at Donald Trump's face and like having to read about him. That would just be like, I've had enough at this point. It's a book without pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's so much to say and I don't even know where to start. My first instinct is to start before the election even happened. Like how long ago before he even like put himself and put his name forward? Well, probably when, well, like even as he put his name forward and how like literally so many people didn't think it was real. Like it actually felt like a joke. <laughs> and then like months it was like, oh, well, he's not going to get in. Even on the night of the election, like even after he had like won the Republican nomination and he was running as the Republican nominee. I remember like sitting with you and we were watching the election results. I was like, this is not going to, um, like he's not going to become president. And there's just like no concern at all. And then all of a sudden it just like spiraled downhill real fast. Suddenly got very concerning very quickly. Yeah. I think it's interesting how skewed the viewpoints of so many people have become over the issue where it's not something that can be discussed in a fact-based manner that just becomes all about emotions and kind of yelling and that kind of thing when there are some pretty like solid factual basis for rejecting him without having to get all emotional well even the the one article that you had sent me was saying how 76 percent of what he says is a lie and it's just like you can't even expect there to be any kind of legitimacy to it because even after the election, there'd be things I was thinking of today where it's like, oh, look at how the inauguration happened, how there wasn't that many people there. But it wouldn't be, I wasn't like, oh, Donald Trump will obviously have to notice that. I'm like, no, he's just going to tweet about how it was the best inauguration ever with the biggest turnout. And it didn't matter that that was just entirely false because there is no necessity to say things that are true. Like, you just lie so often, it no longer becomes a thought. Like, it just happens. You can't even stop. It's kind of like, it's almost like a bad tick or something. I don't know. Pathological liar. Yeah, seriously. And it's funny, because maybe maybe we'll catch that. Because one thing about people who lie often, or just lie in general, you're not going to remember a lie. The one thing you'll remember is, like, a true fact. Like, something that actually happened. But that's how people get caught in lies. It's because they don't actually remember what it was but i mean it's not like he hasn't been caught in lies up to this point people are aware he's lying oh for sure and that's i think that's probably why we know that he lies so often it's just like i never said that it's like well we have like actual proof that you have said these things so i don't understand why you're digging this hole any deeper you may not remember that you said it because you just lied about it but you did Mm -hmm. but let's talk about a little bit why Christians might vote for him, because that, to me, is one of the most baffling things. <laughs> yeah. It's a little confusing, because, to me, Christians should make their decisions based on the Bible and their Christian belief system, because that's what we should make our general life choices on, is what God has to say and what God wants for the world. And I can't see how any of that would be reflected in the choices, the statements, the policies of Donald Trump. I don't even know. I feel like a lot of it comes down to, like, a, a one... <laughs> I don't want to get into this one specific voter issue now, because that can be a whole other... It's often. Yes. Often. Mm. 
the one specific <laughs> issue that you are alluding to is abortion. abortion. Yes. <laughs> Something that we will discuss in length at a later date. Yeah. So you definitely have opinions on that one. <laughs> yeah. I think also a lot of it comes down to wanting smaller government and just allowing like the government to retreat from just the lives of people in general, which how I see it is definitely the government is creating this social safety net to assist, like this is American. So assist the Americans in their day-to-day life because not everyone has equal opportunity. And so people who are born into poverty sometimes need the assistance to leave. Whereas some people who are given a small loan of a million dollars don't need to use these social safety nets but in order to continue like growing the economy, I think they need to be there. But the conservative, I guess, belief is to mm-hmm. remove them and let the free market. But how is this like helping actually anybody? There would be some that argue that that kind of assistance for the poor should be something that people are carrying out. Like the Bible doesn't necessarily say that the government should be helping the poor. It says that people should help the poor. It's true. However... If we look around us, that has not happened. No, it doesn't happen at all. And I think in general, like our hearts are like, yes, we obviously want to help people. But then there's often this stigma attached to people who do need the assistance. And just, I don't know, I think of different life experiences where I was on that spectrum where we needed the assistance, but nobody was spitting on us because we didn't come across as looking poor. So there's this stigma attached to people who need the help and they're deemed like, oh, they just are eating off the system. Whereas, well, here in Canada, the majority of people who are on like a welfare system don't want to be there and they're trying their hardest to get off. And you only ever hear about the people who are trying to abuse it because that's what makes news. Yeah, which is not the majority of people that are needing it. Exactly. It's people who actually need help. And it feels to me like if you're a Christian and you don't want to be supporting the poor and the people that need help, you have to rethink your Christian values. Yeah, it's kind of backwards. (laughs) I guess the other interesting thing was how much when Trump became like the other president-elect, I guess, there's that night more so. But even before that, like when he was actually the nominee for just before he was like voted in, the divide in different like Christian, I guess, cultures, different subcultures, between Christians in general, on either you like really, really supported or, or you absolutely didn't support him. But at the same time, there's also no lukewarm, like people in the middle. So it was interesting to see. Yes. And I think that's a lot of it comes down to Trump being an extremely divisive figure where you can't really just be lukewarm about him. People seem to either sway very much to one side or very much to the other because that's the kind of rhetoric that he encourages. Yeah. I feel like part of the the Christian conversation has to come also to Donald Trump's claimed Christianity and his finding of faith during mm-hmm. his not during his time as candidate, which is baffling to me because I feel like, yes, we obviously need to be supporting Christians at all walks of life, but part of the Christian transformation is seeking out and turning towards the ways of God, not just continuing as normal and claiming to suddenly have been born again or something and i think also as christians like we're called to walk alongside each other like you said and obviously support each other but we're also called to like call out each other when we aren't walking those ways 
Yeah, we're supposed to guide our fellow Christian brothers and sisters, not just ignore them when they're being hypocritical. Yeah. Or, like, even, I have a hard time, like, sometimes to, I don't want to, like, tear him down and be like, he's absolutely not 100% a Christian, because I don't know him, and I've never met him. I don't think I ever will. (laughs) um, Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, when, as Christians, are, are, like, some, as a Christian who's, supposedly as a Christian whose life is like completely on display for the world to see, he needs to be living a life that displays Christ. Like, no, tomorrow he needs to be laying down his life for other people. And he's not. Like, it's just evidently he's not. He's just sitting up there. He has a lot lot more power and a lot, um, a large ego. Yeah. As a Christian, I don't make my voting choices based on somebody's actual Christian beliefs. Like, that's not my number one choice. It's more whether or not their policies and decisions line up with what makes sense to me as a Christian should be the kind of policies that we should be promoting in our country. So it's not like whether or not they as an individual promote some kind of individual Christian faith. Like I would much rather vote for somebody who was a totally different religion, but whose policies and worldviews and goals lined up with what I hold as a Christian person. Yeah. It was interesting thing you were saying yesterday how people can have either the very same belief like as Christians and come to such different conclusions or they can hold like completely different um, worldviews or belief systems but arrive at the same conclusion. And so it shouldn't necessarily be, um, oh, they're a Christian, so we have to like side with them. I think that kind of defeats like every purpose because we want unity in general. And of course we want people to know God and be free in that life. But at the same time, what, what's the best way for that to happen? Are we going to sit here and disagree with everyone who isn't a Christian or are we going to come alongside each other and work together for the benefit of the people around us? Because it's not about us in the end, right? Yeah, and there's some scenarios where the intention is more important than the outcome. But I think that governing the outcome is much more important than the intention. So even if the person's heart's not really in the right place, if the overall result of what they're planning to do is to help people and run the country effectively and all of the things that we expect out of our governor and body Mm -hmm. and leaders, then that's what we should be aiming for, not just like, well, their heart you know, they profess a Christian faith. They do terrible things, but they profess a Christian faith. Like that, I don't care if they're professing a Christian faith, they're doing terrible things. That's not the kind of person I would like to be leading my country. (laughs) But coming from this, here we are now with Donald Trump as the president of the United States, in which we do not live. As Canadians, what do you feel like we can do from this situation? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think a lot of it comes down to, because I guess Canadians, I think a lot of us are frustrated and and nervous as to, to see what happens. Um, and our first instinct is to bash and be, and I mean, we were definitely not the night, like we were being very pleasant towards Mr. Trump or whatnot, but, um, that's like the first instinct is to be like, Oh, he's going to be so terrible. Or he's going to be, um, this is going to be the worst next four years or eight years, however long he ends up lasting, but that's not going to accomplish anything. So I think the best thing, I think, well, as Canadians, but more as Christians, is to be praying for him and praying for those who support him and are also guiding him as in his presidency and hope that God will do his work and his will. But at the same time, 
there is a lot of also division between people who support him and who don't support him in Canada because there are a lot of Canadians who are like, yes, Trump, go Trump. And then there are Canadians who are like, no, don't support him. Boo. <laughs> so I think in that too, we have to kind of come alongside each other in, in our differences and kind of set aside those differences and be like, okay, what can we both tangibly do to make this easier on everyone? Because sitting here saying, haha, we got what we wanted and you should be happy about this is maybe not the best way to go about your excitement if you are a Trump supporter. And at the same time, if you're not a Trump supporter, being like, this is terrible, how could you like like this guy? And like shutting other people down is not the best way to show Christ's love in our day-to-day lives. Yeah, I would say that for me, it seems to make sense when we look at who's governing us and we look at the leaders around us, we imagine there's certain things we want them to be doing, certain things they should be doing. And that's something that we ourselves can do. Like We don't have to just be like, oh, I wish that we had a leader who would support feminist issues, but oh, well, we don't. So I guess it's not going to happen. Instead, we can actually just make those kind of changes ourselves. Or we can be like, I wish we had a leader who would show Christian love and Christian support for each other. And it's like, yes, but also, as individuals, we can definitely behave as Christians and show love and support for each other. So I would say the biggest thing for me is practical, everyday actions demonstrating your commitment to the values you claim to hold when you're voting and things like that. And part of that for me is things like the Women's March, just standing up and showing that this is something that is important. And also just doing small, everyday things like loving the people around me and caring for the world and fighting for the causes that are what usually mobilize me to vote and become passionate about politics and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So any last thoughts on the presidency of Donald Trump or anything? I don't know how to ask that question. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on Donald <laughs> Trump, but probably should try to keep this to a reasonable length of time and not just sit here ranting about this for hours, <laughs> as both of us have been known to do over the past. <laughs> yeah. I think in closing, I would emphasize the thoughts we shared on demonstrating Christian values in our own individual lives and also on what you said about not just calling everybody else who thinks differently like that they're crazy and can't <laughs> believe that they would possibly do that and not trying to find common ground to share and discuss and you know, find the spaces where you can communicate. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to make sure that there is, I don't even want to say like a place to come and talk about it because sometimes people just don't want to talk about it. But I think there should be in your head when you are discussing these topics with people who differ in opinions is to approach it with not a sense to change their mind because you're not, you're not going to change their mind. They're pretty set in their ways, just as you wouldn't change your mind. So at this point, so how, like, how much differently would you go into a conversation if that was not your purpose? Yeah, going into it like, I'm here to listen to you and I'm here to show you that I care about your thoughts and you, I care about you as an individual. I'm going to share what my thoughts and my opinions are and why I hold them, like what my story is and listen to your story and then we can, you know, continue to be friends. Yeah, because friends don't agree on everything. <laughs> Nope. And sometimes they're pretty important fundamental things, but that doesn't mean we have to just be like, I can't have you in my life anymore. There is a space yeah. for sharing different opinions and still loving each other. 
that's the thing I saw yesterday was between these two people in a pretty large church community and they were friends with each other and one person was fairly like not for Trump at all. But he wasn't rude about it. He was just like stating some facts about what has been said like at the White House and whatnot about some policies that Trump has planned. And then another person in this church had commented and said, I don't I would, I don't want to not follow you, but I think I have to unfollow you. And it's just like, why? <laughs> why is there like, why, why can't we just see other people have different opinions and be okay with the fact that they have different opinions instead of having to like disconnect them from your life i just feel like that's so almost anti-christ like in a way but yeah it's not opening up a space for sharing and still loving each other as individuals if you're just cutting them out of your life because you can't agree with them yeah so on that pleasant note (laughs) don't cut your friends out of your life yes love each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. just love well all right well thanks for listening thanks for tuning in to our first rough and uh interesting experimental episode we will absolutely work or try our best to improve the audio quality because we are aware that it is terrible baby steps thanks for doing this we're pretty new to this life (laughs) in case you couldn't tell first time Uh, yeah so this is alicia and this is Marin. And this was AM Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Bye.